You're listening to Small Business Made Simple, a podcast for small business owners and entrepreneurs. Most of our interviews aren't with professional speakers and authors. The bulk of our interviews are with hardworking business owners that are out in the community building their businesses, leading their teams, and leaving a legacy. And they want to share what they've learned with you. My name is Sam Moss. I'm the owner of One Click Agency, a website design company for small businesses, and I'm also one of the co-hosts of this show. Our goal today is to help you stand out to your customers, beat your competition, and grow your business. I hope you enjoy the podcast. Small Business Made Simple, where we take the complex theories and strategies and make them simple to understand and put into action. My name is Tim Kroll. I'm a coach, consultant, speaker, and your co-host for today, and I'm excited to jump into today's topic. Power and authority. How do we use and associate power and authority to influence, to manipulate? See, the question that's pertaining to many of the business owners and leaders is, how do I get my employees, how do I get the people that are following me to do what I need them to do? And so we're going to kind of take this journey, and I want to dissect the word power and the word authority and how it actually pertains to influence or manipulation, depending on which word we're actually talking about, right? So let's get started here. First of all, let's define the two. Power, and I'm using this definition coming from The Servant. It's a book, great book. I highly recommend it, but I'm going to use this definition coming from them. So power, the ability to force or coerce someone to do your will, even if they choose not to. And that's because of your position or because of some might that you have. Authority. On the other hand, authority, the skill of getting people to willingly do your will because of your personal influence. So as we look at those two extremes, it's almost like the two sides of a clock as the pendulum swings back and forth. On one side, it's a force, a coercion. It's a manipulation the power to make somebody do something, even if they would choose not to. And on the other side, we have the authority, which is the skill of getting people to willingly do what it is that you're asking them to do, to willingly accomplish and to willingly do and go above and beyond and to truly influence them rather than manipulate them. You see, power will get the task done, but you have to ask yourself at what cost? What cost is that when you use the power and you force somebody to get something done, what is going to be the cost to force another individual to do something that they may not choose to do? See, power manipulates. And like I said, power is, it's a force that pushes somebody against their will. It coerces them into doing something that they otherwise would not do. So here's exactly the results of it. And this is the cost. It erodes relationships. As you use power to coerce, force, or manipulate an individual, it will erode and corrupt. It will create toxic relationships. People do things because they have to, not because they want to. So if we look at this and just apply it, and we're going to use three different examples here. First of all, in families. It's because a power, a position of power is something that can be given, it can be taken away, it can be bought, it can be sold, but it's something that is an entity that can be just put or placed on somebody for a short or given amount of time. And so as we look at it and how it erodes relationships, in the family, you're suddenly thrust into the position of a parent. 
or a caregiver. And if you use the power on your kids to force them to do things without building a relationship, this leads to what is mostly known as the rebellious teen years. Because you've now given absolute power. It's kind of the whole thing. And I remember growing up with this stuff at times, you're going to do it because I said so. We weren't given reasons. We, weren't ha we didn't necessarily have all of the understanding behind. Now, sometimes that's necessary. But at the same time, without the relationship, without the authority, without the respect, it always leads to rebellious teens. So what does this mean inside of businesses? Man, I can remember so often sitting in the corporate boardroom and my immediate boss at that time was very power hungry, very power driven. And he was given a position. And I clearly remember, I was on a conference call at that time. I didn't happen to be in the office, but I clearly remember he just went off on a tangent cussing and swearing up one side, down the other. How come you guys can't get these goals? How come you can't meeting this? How come, how come, how come? And just ripping into everybody that was in the conference room. In fact, it got so bad. <clears throat> Christine was her name. She was the assistant to him. It got so bad that she actually hung up the phone for me on their end because there was nothing productive coming out of this meeting. It was simply a rant. And long story short, HR ended up getting involved because they ended up hearing about it. And it didn't do anything to accomplish further tasks. It didn't do anything to push that ball down the field. All it did was it was an extreme use of power that had gone too far. It had started to manipulate and it had started to work in a situation where he was not going to be able to get anything else out of anybody in that room because people were just done. That sometimes leads, and I've seen this in other situations where uh, a company will start to unionize because of either a bad manager or a bad leader. And all they do is push the people to get another task done, to hit the bottom line, to push more product out, to do something else. And those people constantly feel that pressure to perform, not because they want to, but because they're being forced to. There's a coercion there that's going on. And that result of that often comes because, or the result of that often ends up being where the company or the group want to unionize because they feel like they're being abused, which they are. In other situations, employees, especially some of the smaller, um, small business ones, it will show up in employee retention or acquisition. You have a hard time acquiring employees or you have a hard time retaining them because you're constantly pushing and using power to get things accomplished rather than building a relationship. So what's the alternative? Well, actually, before I go down that road too, because I have to mention this, unfortunately, this often happens in, in politics as well. And we're seeing so many politicians, both on the right side and the left side, use their position, use their power that was given to them in wrong ways to manipulate, to coerce, and force people to do things against their will. So what's the alternative? The alternative is we look at the authority aspect. Remember what we said at the very beginning, I'm going to restate this. Authority is the skill of getting people to willingly do your will because of, the, because of your personal influence. So what if, and this question always comes up, what if people still don't want to do it? See, many managers, many leaders, they don't believe that this is even possible. They've grown up in our society. And whether they come directly out of the army or they come out of some other situation or scenario within our society, they look at that and they say, that is impossible. It can't happen. I can tell you from experience it can. When I was leading the 
security team for the college. I was put in place in charge of that. And there was oftentimes, again, these guys, these were young college kids. They were all coming in and looking at that in that situation, there was oftentimes when somebody just wasn't able to show up or be there. And so I would have to go back and find somebody as a replacement. And see, the ones that I had relationships with, the ones that I had spent the most amount of time with, I could ask them to do a little bit more. And it was okay because we had that relationship. We had that connection there where they saw me as the authority, not just somebody that was forcing them to do it, but I was requesting that they would work a little bit extra or be able to accomplish a little bit more. And they would willingly do something that was needed to be able to accomplish a bigger goal. You know, we often see this too. Uh, I'll use the other example. I just finished reading the book, um, Delivering Happiness, which is the Zappos story. Another great story about how they've used their authority. The people that were in the leadership position created authority. And they would talk to their employees and say, hey, we're running into a rough time. This is what we're going to try to do. And they've got many, many articles. They were interviewed many times coming through some of the downturn around the 2000, I believe it was 2002, 2003 time. Don't quote me on that. I'm not exactly sure the dates. But the point is this, is that they were proactive and they were asking their employees to do different things. And they treated their employees different. And they responded in unbelievable ways. And they got more done with fewer employees because they had developed the relationship. They had developed the authority, the respect to be able to get them to do and accomplish tasks willingly. It's an amazing, amazing thing. So as you look at this, it, it, it definitely is possible. And here's the, again, the rub, and I'm gonna kind of flip back and forth on this, but the dominant leaders, they always wanna use their power to accomplish with all disregard to relationship. And those that have the authority have the influence because of, typically it's the experience or the charisma that they've developed and being able to look at the relationship. So real quick side note, and I hope everybody understands this because there is only five powers of influence. You have reward, coercion, position, charisma, or experience. And those are the only five ways that we can influence others. Now, they can be used for bad and they can be used for good. And there's, they're, you know, depending on how you push this. But the main thing when it comes to authority is the fact that they're using their experience and their charisma. They all know that power is needed to be able to accomplish the task. So those that have authority know that there are times when you have to use a reward or a punishment depending on what was going on there. So here's the, here's the tension. This is what we live in as leaders. On one hand, power allows us to accomplish tasks. It allows us to be successful, allows us to produce the results because there is this power to be able to say, I, I need you to do something. However, if you only use power, it erodes the relationship. So it has to be used ex extremely sparingly. On the other hand, we have the authority. The authority is all about building relationships. So living between attention and balancing those two things out is what is going to be absolutely key as you grow as a leader. So the question is, how do you build relationships? How do you look at that? And again, the Gallup poll came out and it said uh, from those that were following leaders and what they wanted from their leaders, and I'm going to give you four things here. This is what followers are looking for from leaders. And I believe this touches right directly into the authority aspect. Number one is they want time. There has to be time spent around an understanding. Oh, I'm sorry. Nope. The first one is compassion. <laughs> I totally messed that up. All right. So there's four things that people are looking for from their leaders. The first one is compassion. 
they need to know that you care. And the only way that you can care is by spending time. And that's part of building relationships. You have to understand what's going on. Number two is they need stability. They need to have a stable, as, as much as can be provided, a stable environment. Something that gives security. Knowing that it's going to be the same tomorrow as it was today. As much as possible. Third, they need trust. Trust comes with authenticity. Being who you are, your actions matching your words. And fourth, they need hope for the future. They need to see what that vision is going to look like. All of these skills are built in through relationships. That's where authority comes from. So your challenge, if you choose to accept this, your challenge is to develop authority, develop the ability, the skill sets to be able to get people to willingly do your will, to willingly accomplish the tasks. Now, are there boundaries? Of course, that's where the power comes from. There has to be boundaries. There has to be some areas that that is going to play in. But never neglect authority and the ability to influence others based on your personal influence. And focus on these things. And here's a couple of relationship builders. So we'll end with this. Here's how you can build relationships. Number one, time. You got to spend some time around your employees, around those that you're influencing. Number two, communication skills. Understand how to communicate on a level that they are so that they can understand, so that there's clear expectations, clear guidelines, clear understanding of what is going on. That's all communication skill. Three, trust, which is the authenticity. And then four is the hope or the vision of the future. So until next time, hope this helped. Love to hear your stories. Love to hear about what's going on in your life. Please uh, send an email, contact us, let us know. If you have questions, we'd love to be able to answer. So until next time, we'll see ya. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Small Business Made Simple. If you learned something insightful, actionable, or useful that you're excited to implement in your business, please leave us a review and subscribe to the podcast. Not only are you helping other future listeners find the show, you're giving them an opportunity to learn something valuable they can implement as well. Thanks as always for listening to the Small Business Made Simple podcast, where we believe in providing you with the tools you need to stand out to your customers, beat your competition, and grow your business.